Well, first of all, just welcome and thank you for being here, right? So um, as you guys know, every week we do our Instagram live on Wednesdays and we record a live podcast. So usually I'm with my lovely co-host, Nicole. Nicole um, is not feeling too hot today, y'all. So her her cycle didn't dropped on her. She got some shoulder pain going on. And she um, called me this morning, sounding like the Grim Reaper and was like, I can't make it. So it's all good. Um, and, you know, the show goes on. And here's the thing is that I, I love that she called me and let me know. Um, and Nicole, if you feel like typing something here, let, uh, go, feel free. Um, I think it's just really important, you know, to and it's an example. she's exemplifying what it looks like to just know that, Hey, right now, um, this is not the space I need to be in because I got to take care of me. So I really appreciate her being able to say, Hey, I need to take the time back and just, you know, just chill and take care of me. So, um, I applaud that. And I hope that it's, it's an inspiration to you as well to just know that, Hey, sometimes, Hey Lacey, um, sometimes we just got to, kick back and take care of ourselves and put everything on hold. Um, I did that last week and it felt amazing. So um, in lieu of Nicole being gone, I might just say, hey, if y'all, one of y'all want to come on and we can chat through a couple of things and kind of workshops and stuff, um, then that might be cool. So for this month, love you. Yes, we are practicing what we preach, Nicole says. That's right. We got to practice what we preach. Glamazon Yogi, what's popping? Good morning. So um, for the month of, what are we in, April, for the month of April, I really wanted to shift the focus a little bit. So we know that the first two months we talked about yamas and niyamas, so yogic principles and how they apply to our everyday lives. Um, Yeah, sending positive vibes to Nicole. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, So we talked about yamas and niyamas the first two months of the year, which, you know, were about contentment and gratitude and, um, self-discipline, a lot of, you know, just basic principles. And we applied them to our everyday life. And then we went into last month for the month of March, we talked all about, um, yoga 101 stuff. So we talked about comedic yoga. We talked about, um, there's an episode out there called fuck your yoga studio. Yes, it is. Um, we had episodes about, um, just the, the basics of understanding, like, what is yoga about? What kind of different, the last episode we had, we talked about the different styles of yoga and who they're good for. So um, because our platform sort of um, caters to two groups of people, even though we're still focused on, on wellness, um, the one area is that we focus on practitioners, you know, who want to practice, experience wellness, participate in wellness, not sure where to start, not sure what yoga is new to meditation, so on, or, um, yeah, you got to go back and catch it. Um, and so I, I, I always am looking to create a platform and a space for us as women of color to gather, to experience wellness together and to just educate ourselves on what that really looks like, what that really means. And Nicole is doing a great job this morning of exemplifying what that looks like, right. To take a break, to say no to, um, and remember that when you say no to something else, you're saying yes to yourself. So just remember that no is not a dead stop it is also an opportunity for you to say yes to you, right? So um, we have that area and then we have, you know, the wellness entrepreneurship area. So this is where, you know, the Decolonize Your Teaching um, mentorship program is. This is, you know, the Canva masterclasses and um, all those kinds of things that are resources, the Afro Yoga Academy, which recently launched. 
that's there to assist you as an aspiring entrepreneur. Um, and I think that we're just in a time right now that really calls for more of that information as we're seeing a huge shift to people being online and there is like this scatter and this like, oh shit, I got to figure it out. You know, I got to put my stuff online. How do I even do this? I don't even know what to offer, right? All of these different things. So I thought it would be a good time to take time this month to sort of shift a little bit into um, what can we do with what we have right now to start to build our platform, start to build our businesses, and what are some of the critical and key elements that will make up our success? So what I did is I, um, I pulled from our DYT mentorship program to offer a little bit of insight into each module. So every week we have a different module. So in this podcast series this month, we're going to tap into the main ideas of each module so that you can, sorry, y'all, I didn't turn the camera around, um, so that you can get a sense of some of the critical elements that it takes to build a platform authentically, to connect with your community, to, you know, tips on creating um, and all that type of jazz. So if you have, so today we're talking about clarity. Clarity is king. It informs, um, I always say that clarity informs content. So when you have a lot of clarity, um, you are able to create um, with a clear mind and very intentionally. So you know exactly what you're working towards because you know where you're headed, right? It's like having a GPS. I, I heard or read this somewhere recently. Um, you know, when you get in the car to go somewhere, you don't just drive around and, and figure out where you're going to end up unless you're just looking for that type of vibe, which is all good. But Typically, you have a destination in mind, right? So your clarity is like having that destination point. It's like, you know, your end, where the, the GPS that you type in. This is where I'm heading. And so, hey, boo. Um, so having an understanding of where you're heading is going to make it very clear for you. Okay, I need to make a right on this street. I need to make a left on this street. When I get here, I need to keep going straight. And so, um, yes, so good. So glad you're here, love. We're talking about clarity this morning as it relates to wellness entrepreneurship. Um, so again, clarity is your destination point. Good morning, Anna. It's so good to have you in here. Um, so when you have clarity, Kirsten, good morning. When you have that clarity, it's like that endpoint of your GPS. You know where you're going. And so you know the turns and the things that you need to make. And the GPS is going to help you and let you know, hey, um, you missed your turn or whatever, right? And so um, just having that clarity allows you to know exactly where you're headed and exactly where you're going. All right. So, um, if you all have questions and because like I said, Nicole is not here, I am happy to hop on, uh, live with you this morning. And, um, if you want to hop into the call and we can talk a little bit more about clarity and some of the questions that you guys may have. So, um, let's first, cause you guys know we love definitions around here, right? So let's look up the definition of clarity. Okay. Clarity means the quality of being coherent and intelligible, the quality of transparency or purity, the quality of being easy to see or hear. And I really love that last piece of definition, the quality of being easy to see or hear. And why do I love this so much? 
Because how many people feel that they are not being seen and heard, right? How many people feel that they're putting work out into the world and that they're not being seen and heard? And sometimes the reality is that you are not conveying a very clear message. And so it's hard for people to see and to hear you because they're not really sure um, what you're there to do or what you're there to offer. So having that clarity allows you to message to, to speak and to, to, to have messaging. And messaging really is just like what you talk about, the posts, you know, the, the captions in your posts, what you hop on stories and say, what your website might be speaking to. These are all things that need cohesion, which and that cohesion only comes when you have clarity, right? You can be consistent across all platforms because you have clarity. So I love this definition of the quality of being easy to see or hear. Make it easy for people to see you, right? Be out, be on your platform. Um, have your face to the public. No one cares if your right eyebrow is not balanced with your left eyebrow. You know what I'm saying? No one cares that your ponytail is not perfect. Like. No one cares about that except for you, most likely. So a lot of times we are the ones that are holding ourselves back from getting in front of our audience because of our insecurities, before, because of our self-esteem issues. And, and you better believe that when I first started showing up more on my feed, I was experiencing those same feelings. I was terrified to post a picture of myself because I wasn't sure how people were going to receive me. And it got easier over time, right? It just it just gets easier. But you want to continue to put yourself in front of your audience because you don't want to just hide behind your brand. This day and age, people want to know who's behind a brand, right? We want personal relationships. We want connection now more than ever, right? Um, we're we're transitioning. We're we're in an unprecedented time where connection is 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 going to be the hottest commodity. Being able to connect with people virtually more specifically. So if you're still hiding behind your feed, how are people going to, how are you making it easy for people to see you and connect with you? And we know that at the end of the day, people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. This is something we talked about in a recent podcast episode. I think we talked about it recently, but the no like trust factor, people want to know you, they want to like you, they want to trust you. And when they do those things, they are able to better connect with you to recognize that they share um, similar interests with you. Like, you know, maybe, you know, I know somebody who talks about the fact that they love macaroni and cheese and it's a way for people to connect with them. Like, oh, I love macaroni and cheese too. You know, like, have you ever done an icebreaker exercise in a room or in a networking room where people ask you to, to find something that you have in common with the person next to you, like in a quick amount of time and how that changes the, the coldness or the staleness of the feeling with you and the person to... Now you feel warm because you there's something about this person and you that is the same. So this is the benefit of you being able to show up on your feet and show aspects of your personality and 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 speak to people the way you the way you would speak to your friends. Like when I when I hop on the gram and I I post or when I'm here with y'all, I always speak to y'all the way I speak to my friends, the way I speak to you know I I just I stay the same. So finding that balance between being professional and personal is really important, but more than anything, just showing up, showing your face to get help, you know, allowing people to get to know you. We're on social platforms to be social. So what are we really out here doing? Right. Let me go back and then read some um, questions. Yogi athlete was good. Um, okay. 
Lacey says, you are talking to me. As a writer, it can be easy to hide behind the screen, but FaceTime is important. I hear you. You know, it really is. And, um, and you're right. As a writer, it is very easy to sort of hide behind the words, but, um, you know, and everybody has different strengths, right? So your, your strength may be in writing. Someone else's strength may be in audio and being able to storytell and podcast and whatever. Some people may be really dope in video, but the reality is that yes, some things come naturally to you, but the other thing is that things get easier for you as you practice them more. So yes, it's going to be, as Nicole often says, unfamiliar, right? And unfamiliarity can be uncomfortable. And that's just a reality of life. We always, we don't know things until we know them, right? We don't have, we don't experience things until we experience them. It's just like when you were a kid and your mom put vegetables or whatever on your plate, you're like, Ugh, I don't know. what is that green stuff? And then you eat it and you're like, oh, that's not so bad, right? At, at first, it's unfamiliar. It's intimidating. You're like, ooh, I don't know if I'm gonna like that or not. And then once you try it, you get the experience. It's like, okay. And then maybe you also realize, hey, this is not for me. But one way or another, you need to connect with your audience more personally. So whether that's by storytelling, um, showing up, FaceTime, I think it's still really important. People want to connect just like how you want to connect. Okay, Amber. Woo, I had to break through this year after hiding and being behind the scenes for so long. I'm telling you, um, let me know how how you felt your platform shift or change once you started to show up more, because I'm curious about that. This is re resonating with me so much. Needed to hear this. Yes, love. It, you know, we have to show up. So going back to this definition of clarity here, the quality of being easy to see or hear. Okay. So when we're talking about listening um, or, you know, maybe even reading, right? What are you saying? Is your message clear? Is your offering clear? Is what you do clear? Is the, the value that you're offering your community clear? Um, are you actually offering something that's of value to your community or do you just think you are? Has somebody told you that they actually, um, benefit or gain or, or receive value from the work that you're doing, right? Like, how do you know that what you're providing is valuable content? Have you done the research to figure out if this is, this is work, this is, um, an offering that's needed because a lot of times people will go straight into creating a product without doing market research. And what I mean by that, that could be as simple as just looking in somebody's comments. Like what is somebody who is very similar to your industry? What are some of the people who, um, looking at the comments of somebody's posts and seeing what are people liking about their offerings? What are people wanting? What are people asking for? And just doing, taking some time to do some research so that you know that what you're offering is of value and that there is a need for it. And so when you do that, you allow for people to be able to hear you because you're speaking to them, right? And to their needs. Um, I thought I saw coming. Such great questions to ask yourself. Yeah, you know, these are things that you want to ask yourself. So um, again, the quality of being easy to see or hear, the quality of being coherent or intelligible. Okay, I'm going to actually look up intelligible because I don't know what that means. Um... Let's see. Intelligible. I'm assuming it has to do with intelligence. Okay. So, um, intelligible means able to be understood, comprehensible, able to be understood, comprehensible. So that you remember how you in reading, you had the reading and the comprehension, right? There was two pieces. 
So one was, did you read, can you read what's, what's in this prompt? And then the second piece was, do you comprehend what this prompt said? So one, can you read it? And then two, do you understand what you just read? So when you when we when we see clarity saying the quality be, of being coherent and and intelligible, so clarity is the is the the concept of the fact that you're you are able to convey um, you are able to inform and help people understand. So there, there's clarity and understanding as to what it is that you're offering or doing, right? Um, it's a word and not often used. That's all. Yeah, that often. That's that's true. Intelligible is a good one. I really dig that. So, um, looking at how do I, you know, how do I, how do I know if I have clarity or not? Right. So when you have clarity, um, when you, when you don't have clarity, rather there's confusion, um, there is a lot of back and forth sometimes, um, there is uncertainty, right. Um, there's maybe you doing a million and one things and just seeing what sticks, throwing spaghetti on a wall and seeing what sticks, right? Um, with clarity, when you have clarity, it's very precise, right? We talked about that example earlier of having a GPS destination. It's very precise. It's not like, hey, GPS, take me somewhere within a one mile radius from my house. It's like, take me to this very specific address. And so um, you could be doing a million loops within that one mile radius, right? And never get to the destination. That's what it looks like not to have clarity. It's like, okay, I know I want to be in this general vicinity, but I don't know exactly where I want to land. And so um, when you have clarity, it's, it's knowing, okay, this is the place where I want to be. Okay. So um, we talked about the what, right? So what is clarity? What does it mean? Um, what are some examples of it? And then why it's important. So when you have that level of clarity, you can speak to your community um, with that with that level of clarity, so that they can see and hear you clearly. Right? Your offering is clear. What you do is clear, um, and then people are able to connect with you at that level. So I I always say that simplicity is is, is king. Simplicity is so important. And making it plain. Me and Nicole talk about this all that all the time. Like, let's make it plain, right? Let's let's call it call it for what it is. Sometimes we can get caught up in trying to make these fancy, you know, um, words and and definitions of what we do and all of that. Make it plain. Make it plain for people so they can what easily see and hear you. Let me know if this is making sense. If y'all throw up some hearts, if this is making sense. Um, to you guys, let me know, or if I'm just out here babbling, you know, let me know too. So, um, questions, thoughts, comments about clarity so far. Is this making sense? Do y'all agree? Do you disagree? Are you feeling me? Is it resonating? Is it touching your soul? What, what, what? Okay. Making sense. Good. Excellent. Okay. So, um, I think that one of the reasons why, okay, we're, we're talking about clarity and the importance of what clarity is and the importance of it, um, as it pertains to wellness entrepreneurship. Okay. So, um, 
some of the issues that people have and challenges that people have around um, getting clarity. Okay, making sense, valuable, good. Um, some of the issues that people have around clarity that block their 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 ability to have clarity is self doubt. So I have this great idea, but is it really going to work? I don't know. So and so is doing this. Uh, you know, maybe I should try this way, this way. This other person did it. You know, so self doubt can sometimes block your clarity. And and what I'm talking about here is your vision, right? And me and Nicole talk about this a lot. Um. You hit it. You're hitting it on the spot. I think sometimes people's clarity get challenged through comparison and doubt. Absolutely, absolutely. So you kind of want to put blinders on at some point, right? And you want to kind of like not worry and not look at what anybody else is doing for a while, especially in the beginning. And this is because instead of looking outwards, you want to look inwards, right? So taking time with. Um, yourself. Like we talk about this all the time, right? This is yoga in action. This is union, right? Union is yoga. Yoga means connection with self, union with self. So what we need to do is like Nicole talks about that big I, the alignment, right? Me, myself, and I, the higher I, the higher self, you know, the divine self, and allow that inspiration to come through you so that you can have the ideas um, to sort through and, and refine to get to the thing that you really want to offer. So what happens is that the clarity gets blocked because we're looking at, you know, Sally, Jane and Joe and trying to figure out what they did to be successful when a lot of times it's best for us to chart our own path. And I'm a perfect example of this y'all really. And truly, um, when I left yoga teacher training or when I finished yoga teacher training, I went straight to Portugal five days later to teach yoga at a surf school, had never surfed, had never been to Portugal, and was a brand, brand, brand new teacher. I'm talking about brand new teacher, okay? Like, I got a couple bad stories from classes I taught back then. We could talk about that another time, okay? But, you know, you just have to be willing to put yourself out there and try new things. You know, I what I did have clarity on at that time was that I did not want to go teach at a yoga studio. Right. So sometimes your clarity is on what you do not want to do. And that gets you closer to what you do want to do. Anybody ever been in a bad relationship? We know what that looks like. Right. When we leave a when we leave a relationship, we have clarity on what we do know, what we no longer want to have in our love relationships. So we get clarity sometimes by understanding what we don't want. I'm going to go through here and um, see some of these some of these comments. I had to do I had to do throughout my whole process with my business and I realized that my ideas are there to support the vision given to you. Exactly. Your vision is given to you. And Nicole talks about this all the time. Your vision is for you, right? So it's not for anybody else's and yours is going to look unique and different. What you have to do is trust the vision. So, you know, you get the vision, right? You spend time with self, you meditate, you pray, you do whatever you do, you do a little research, whatever the case may be. Okay, this is this is what I'm feeling inspired to move on. And then that self-doubt will creep in when you're looking at other people. Well, I can't do it because this I haven't seen this done, being done before, right? Or um, I don't want to feel like I'm biting so-and-so style because my idea is very similar to hers. But your vision is going to follow you through and show you what you need to do in your unique way, right? So don't worry about all of that. Um, lock in on your vision. 
Um, you better preach. Hey. Okay. I love, I do love Portugal as well. The quirky ginger says, so I just lost my job and I have so much anxiety going into my new venture because my parents are telling me to get a stable job and I want to go off on my own. I have no idea where to start. I tell you what, if there's ever been a time, <laughs> will there be refreshments served during this live session? Look, we might have to, we might have to start. I might have to start having a morning glass of wine. You know what I'm saying? With these calls. Cause, and, it, and then it'll get really lit up in here. Um, so yes, um, I think that right now is if ever there was a time to explore whatever that thing is in you that you've been wanting to do or pursue, if there has ever been a time is right now is right motherfucking now. Okay. Do you hear me? It's right now happening in this moment right now. And if you're here, um, it's not by accident. You chose to be here. And so there's something about you being here. Um, there's something about tap into why you're here. You know what you, you know what this call is about, or you hopped in, you're still listening and you're still here for a reason. Tap into the reason why, like, why are you, why are you here? Why, why do you want to know about clarity? Why do you want to listen to what I have to say about wellness entrepreneurship? What is there in you that is seeking this information out and then use it as a support and as a tool, like be honest with yourself. And this is the, this is another piece that, um, that is, is part of the reason why we, our clarity gets blocked, right? So worrying about what other people think. So number one, we had, we comparing ourselves, we're doubting ourselves. We need to, instead of that, trust our vision, you know, connect with self, trust our vision and move forward. Even if that, that, that path has not been charted, be the first one, fuck it, figure it out, see what happens. Right. Um, no one's gonna, no one's gonna put you in jail for trying out an idea, right? Like, you know, um, Zen Pisces says, I have been saying, I've been in, I've been saying in the last couple of weeks, this is the time. This is the time. This is the time. Um, you have my full attention. I stopped working. Yes. This is my biggest struggle. Y'all I'm telling you. So we have a, um, comparing ourselves to others. We combat that by putting on blinders, tunnel vision, focusing on our vision and following our vision that has been given to us. And then the second piece that, um, blocks our clarity is, um, worrying about what other people think about us. Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to share this. Um, so this live for, for those who don't know, I record our Afro yoga podcast, the Afro yoga podcast. You can find it anywhere you stream. Every Instagram live on Wednesdays is recorded and published on our podcast. So you can either listen through our podcast or you can listen through our Instagram live, whatever you like. Okay. And then you'll also have access to the slide for the next 24 hours. All right. So the second piece is we we're we're worried about what other people are thinking about us and this is again clouding our judgment, clou clouding our ability to focus in on ourselves. So this picture became is like super clear, right? We got this very clear picture and then somebody says, "Oh, hey, why don't you um add another little cloud right here?" And why don't you paint a little bit more blue over here, right? These are people's opinions of, of what we should do. Or why, uh, you know what? I don't really like this, this image at all. Imagine that you're painting a picture, right? I don't really like that at all. You should start fresh and, and use a whole different set of colors. So this is other people now trying to come in and change your vision. This is other people coming in now and trying to help you decide or help you think of, um, you know, restructure what you, they think your vision should look like based on their own vision. 
of you, right? So they see you in a specific way. So they're painting your life and you into a picture in their mind. But your picture is not their picture, right? Everybody's got their own canvas. Everybody's got their own paintbrush and their own set of colors that they're choosing in this life. You are painting your own picture. Don't let so-and-so come over here with their little brush and start trying to, you know, mess with your shit. And now it don't look like how you wanted it to look. But whose fault is that? Because you let a motherfucker come in with their paintbrush. You know, and their shit was dirty. They didn't even rinse off their paintbrush. They coming in with a dirty paintbrush on your canvas, messing your stuff up, right? So we have to be protective of our vision. And what I mean by that is not allow people from outside to have an impact on what you see. You stay clear on your vision, the vision that was given to you. Don't let somebody come up in here and try to draw something different or paint something different on your picture. That's why they have their own life, right? <laughs> your parents have their own life and they, you know, this is something that I've had to really think about too. Everybody in this life has had their opportunity to paint on their own canvas. Why are you out here trying to paint on my canvas? You had your own canvas to paint on right? You may have given me, right? Your parent may have dropped you a canvas and say, hey, here's your canvas. Here's your paint brushes. Here's your paint. I'm going to teach you how I've painted my life. You you take the the techniques, whatever that, that, that you learned from me to make your own. And that's great. That's good parenting. But when you come in and try to now paint on my canvas, that's where the problem is. And that's where we have to set up boundaries, right? Everybody got their own life and everybody gets to make their own decisions with their own life. Why would you spend your life making decisions based on what somebody else, based on somebody else's life? That don't make no sense. You have your own unique, you have your own unique set of experiences, your own unique life experience that informs the way you view life, the way you approach life, the way you walk in life. It's not going to be the same as your parents or a sibling or a, uh, a mate or a partner or a spouse or a husband or whatever, right? It's not going to be the same. That's why you have your own life. You you are born alone and you will die alone. And I don't mean alone in, in, a, in a lonely way. I'm just saying you are an individual being. Step into that. Um, in a way, you dishonor yourself when you abandon the vision given to you. The source know how to lead you, period. Going back to trusting the source, right? Trusting your vision, trusting your vision, putting on the blinders, trusting your vision and not allowing anybody to come in and sprinkle your vision with some of theirs. No, keep that over there. You're drawing your own picture. I'm drawing my own picture. And that comparison game comes in when we're looking at other people's canvases like, ooh, I like her. I like the way she drew hers. And now we're trying to draw what she drew on hers on our canvas. But that's not what's flowing through our paintbrush. So it don't look right. It don't feel right. Because that's not what's for us. Throw up some hearts if this is making sense. Let me know if I'm just out here talking. Okay. Let me know if, if this is resonating. What questions do you all have about... Throw me some questions about clarity. Um, 
or some of your challenges that you um, that you have. And so when we look at, okay, cool, y'all out here with the hearts. Um, so what we're looking at then is in both in the both of the first two obstacles that we talked about, comparing ourselves to others and um, allowing others to influence our vision. The the very interesting thing about this is that none of those two things have anything to do with you. Now I ain't that about a bitch, right? So what someone else is doing has nothing to do with you. What someone else thinks about what you're doing and your vision has nothing to do with you. So we're allowing people and things and other people's thoughts and other people's opinions to dictate how we feel about our own vision. That's wild, y'all. That is wild. None of that shit has anything to do with you. Be independent of the good and bad opinions of others. Um, what's his name used to say that? Wayne Dyer. Get to a point where you can be independent of the good and bad opinions of others. Just do you. Um, as a new studio owner, I'm struggling with coming out of my shell. It's challenging for me connecting via social platforms. Um, what exactly is, is, is the struggle in coming out of your shell? Give me a a couple more, um, drop me a couple more lines on that. Financial, I'm challenged, but I still cannot shake my dreams. Yes. So here's the thing, right? Is that when we have, when we receive the vision and when we actually start to walk in the path of the vision, things start to unfold and open up. I can tell you uh, from my personal experience that ever since Afro yoga began, it's like the floodgates have opened. And it's very funny because I want to share this. I had a conversation with my dad last night. We talked for like three hours. And, um, you know, we do our routine check-ins anyway, and we chat. So, but last night I got to asking him about, um, because I often don't remember what, um, you know, as we're kids, we don't always remember what we were like when we were younger. So I was, um, really interested to hear from him what he thought or what he saw in me as a young child that has proven to be true in my personality over the years. Right. So I asked him, I said, you know, cause I have two older brothers as well. And we kind of talked about everybody and how their lives ended up and how each person's life really is a reflection of who they showed themselves to be when they were younger. What's up, Frankie? What's good? Um, so um, when I talked to him, he said that one thing that I noticed about you is that when you finally set your mind to something, right? We're talking about vision. I have clarity on my vision, right? Tunnel vision. I know exactly what I want. When you set your mind to something, he said, the flood, it's like, it's like the sea would part for you. And, and that has been so true in my life. The moment that I have decided with all of my will, that I have made the decision that this is what I want, my will is so strong. My thought is unshakable. My faith in that thing is unshakable. I know without a glimmer of a doubt that whatever it is that I've set my mind to, I'm going to accomplish it. I'm going to get it right. I'm, I'm and not, not just like, okay, you know, yeah, it's going to happen. I then start to work towards it. So you, when you have clarity on your vision, 
right? Tunnel vision, you're connected with self. You know what you're working towards. You have clarity on what your vision looks like. We're not paying attention to anybody else. We're focused here. When we have that level of clarity, we know where we're going with the GPS, right? So we have a destination. We know what turns we need to make. We know we're going to get there. And that's the thing you have to remember. When you're in when you're in your car and you're driving in the GPS, you're when you're on your on your way there, you're never wondering if you're going to get there. You know you're going to get there because that's the destination that you have set for yourself. So it's like even if you hit traffic, right? Shit is moving slower than you really thought. You're still going to get to your destination because you have set the destination. So you're going to get there. Whether there's traffic, whether there's an accident, whether so-and-so calls you and say, hey, I need you to come pick me up, you're still going to get to that destination. No matter what distractions or what happens along the way, if you have clarity on where you intend to be, you will arrive there because you're going to get there by any means necessary because you're following your vision. Okay? So, um, yes, the most effective way to do it is to do it. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. You know, we say that all the time. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Um, Nike's, Nike's whole slogan campaign for a a multi-billion dollar industry has, um, a platform that's based on just do it with the, with the check mark, right? What do we do when we get things done? We, we check, we check it off a box. It's that check mark. That's what that's about, you know, is, is doing it, making it happen. Okay. I done lost my train of thought from where I was originally. Um, where were we at y'all? Lord. Lord help me. Um, cause I went on a full tangent and I, and I'm not worried about it cause spirit took me and I'm, you know, I, I said what I needed to say, but I'm forgetting. Um, I thank you. I have to go now. Thank you for this. Even though I was here for a short time, I really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. So you can come, um, okay. Talking to dad. Thank you. You can come back and listen to it later on our uh, podcast, the Afro Yoga podcast. Okay. So yeah. So I was talking to my dad. So he said, when I got resolute, right? About what I wanted to accomplish, that there was nothing in the world that was going to stop me from getting it. Okay. When I was 16, I told my parents I was going to go get a job. I walked up the street about a half a mile to a burger joint. Next day I was working there. Done. I got fired from that job. There's a story back a few episodes about that. They fired, they wrongly, wrongfully fired me thinking that I was trying to give another employee a discount. I went up there, I called a meeting, I told them, that it was unfair. And then when they asked me if I wanted my job back, I said no. And then I went to Mervyn's when Mervyn's was a thing. And I went there and I got a job there two weeks later. So I have never uh, felt that something was out of reach because I had clarity. What I wanted, I wanted a job that would make me money. So I was always able to get a job because I knew that that was the goal. That was the thing that I wanted. And when I set my mind to it, I knew that I would get it. Now, what built my confidence to know that no matter what, I will get to it because that's another piece of the block, right? is that we don't may not necessarily believe that we can do it. The more you practice it, the more you do it, the easier it'll the the not the easier it'll become because it will be challenging sometimes. But when you prove yourself to yourself that you can do it once, sorry you guys. When you prove to yourself that you can do it once, that's the confidence that you build on. You build on the fact that you've already done it and then you say, "Well, I did it before, so I can do it again." Right? And then you do it again. And you say, well, I did it twice before. I can do it again. So now you've done it three times. I've been doing this. So I can damn sure do it again. So um, again, then clarity, right? You get, you're having clarity on the fact that I have done it so I can do it again. I'm clear on that. So that's super important as well. 
Um, to worry a lot uh, and following your vision, having tunnel vision, your compass. Yeah. Your compass is definitely it following, uh, too worried about what other people think about you. Yeah. You don't want to get caught up in that. You want to, you want to, and you know, sometimes, and I think, I feel like I'm channeling Nicole right now sometimes. And I know Nicole will probably say this is that when people are, you know, when you're, um, when your parent is leaning onto your canvas or your friend or your spouse or whoever is leaning onto your canvas, giving you suggestions on how to paint differently on your own canvas, what they're really just trying to do is make sure that it comes out looking beautiful, right? They feel like, well, maybe if she added one more little cloud or a little bit of blue over here, this picture will come out really beautiful. So the intention a lot of times is a positive one, right? The intention is that I want to improve, help, um, give you something that can help you be successful, right? To make this beautiful portrait, this beautiful picture of your life. But what sometimes they fail to realize is that they are, you know, we talk about a stay and, and non-stealing, that they can steal your thunder when they do that. So, you know, not allowing you to come into your own because they have influenced your decisions. So not giving you the space to unfold and to become your own person right? That's what it is. So yeah, Nicole telling me, tell it, that's it. So, you know, just know that sometimes when people are interjecting or, or coming in, they're doing it, they're doing it really from, um, either a place of love or like a place of fear of like, I don't, I, I don't want to protect her. Right. As Nicole would say, they want to protect you. Um, and so some, but so a lot of times that is based on their own ideals and their own experience that may not apply to you in your life. So just, you know, be mindful and aware and you, and you can give thanks for that. Like, Hey, I see you trying to, hello, James. I see you. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for whatever, but go back to right here. <laughs> okay. Tunnel vision. Um, so, you know, having, being resolute, being resolute, having, having absolute clarity. And you do that by getting in touch with yourself and, 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 and following the vision that was given to you. Okay. Um, what else do I want to say? Um, I'm trying to think if I should give y'all a little story or if you guys want to do a little Q and a in here. So let me know if you have some, some, uh, some other questions. Um, let's talk about it. Someone said something earlier too that I don't think I got at all the way. So one, uh, somebody said earlier about their financial stuff. So I always say that profit follows passion and passion is a magnetic energy in my opinion. So what I mean by that is that when you are passionate about something, there is love there, right? You are, you love something. You are passionate about it. Um, like I can think about, you know, women's rights fire me up and I, I just, I love women. I love us. I think we're amazed and I think we don't get the credit that we should get. I think that we're seeing a little bit of a shift in that now, but we've been suppressed for such a long time. And so I have a love for women and a love for seeing us uplifted and shining. So that is one of my passions, right? And it shows up in my business. So me, having that passion has allowed and, and fueled the opportunity for ideas to flow through um, so that I can create experiences, opportunities, et cetera, with my unique skill set, with what, um, what I'm good at, what I'm strong at, 
to provide space for, for this group of people. So part of your clarity comes from understanding your passion um, and having clarity on your passion so that when you are tuned into your passion, you can start to work in your passion and that provides you with a sense of purpose, right? Um, you're feeling good about what you're doing. So it's important to feel good about what you're doing and to be in these, these level of higher energies because then you attract more of those things. So when you're happy doing what you do, when you are passionate about your work, these are natural energy fuels, okay? Um, and so instead of burning out because you're not really invested in what you're doing, you are um, fueled. You are fired up. You got gas in the car. So we talked about the GPS analogy, right? Your clarity, you know where you're going. Your passion is the gas that's in the car. So the passion is, is what's driving you to get to that point of clarity. Your passion is the gas in your car that is getting you there. Okay. So, um, and through that journey, um, you're going to, you're going to generate income. You're going to be able to come up with creative ideas because you're locked in, tuned in the spirit, right? You're getting downloads, you're getting your inspiration, your, your vision is clear. Um, and so you're able to, to come up with ideas and inspiration and maybe I can try this and, you know, being willing to put things out and having the faith and the trust in yourself and in your vision to put yourself out there. Right. So let's see, can someone come back? Can someone come on to work through an idea? Oh yeah. If, if anybody wants to hop on with me, just request to be added and let's talk through it a little bit. Okay. So just all you have to do is I think that there's an area where you can request or if you can, or if you hop out of the call and hop back in, there's like a button that'll say, Hey, request to be in Angie's video. And we can talk through some of this stuff together. Okay. Any books I recommend? Um, hmm. So there's a book called big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert that, um, you know what, actually the book I recommend for real, for real is the alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I'm going to type this in here. I know many of you have probably read this. I, it is one of my absolute favorite books and Paulo Coelho is definitely my favorite author of all time. Um, y'all, <laughs> the alchemist is speaking to everything that I'm talking about right now, because the boy, I believe his name is Santiago. He lives in Spain, which, you know, that resonated with me because I was born in Spain. Um, a must read during, hey, a must read during quarantine. I'm trying to tell you, you better hop on Amazon or do what you got to do. Um, the boy, um, the boy named Santiago, which is the protagonist in the book, um, has a dream. Let me know if I'm, if I'm fucking this up, y'all. Um, he has a dream, a vision, <laughs> right? And then by all means necessary, he fulfills his vision, right? Ooh, you were reading The Alchemist last night. Yes, Kirsten, it's so good. I'm about to start reading it again. I actually have it over here. Let me show you guys the cover really quick. Ooh, wait a minute. OK, 
Okay, this is a beautiful book. The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. And yes, he is in search of his personal legend, right? So personal legend, that's that's like your that's like your clarity, that's your vision, right? Um it's your personal legend, it's your vision, it's your it's your what you want to do in this life, right? And so at, by any means necessary, you're going to go through a variety of experiences, challenges, etc. to fulfill your personal legend, to fulfill and see your vision through. This is a must read, y'all. Go 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 read this today if you have it, please. And if you don't, go get on Amazon and, and make it happen. I know y'all out here with the prime right now. Okay. So just do it. Um this is a this is a tremendous book. Tremendous book. In fact, this is the when I read this book again, I think for the second or third time last year in May or April, actually about a year ago now, I decided to quit my job after. I gave my 30-day notice and I finally said, I am ready to take the leap of faith. I am ready to take the leap of faith. Now, but I, I didn't just willy-nilly quit, even though I've done that many times in the past. I learned from those experiences and I had already been working on Afro yoga close to two years, building that up. I had my side hustle of doing my design work. Um, hey, Mel, um, which I still do. So I had my design work. I had a vision. I had an idea for what I wanted to do with my business. And after reading The Alchemist, I said, fuck it. I'm giving a 30-day notice at my job. I was working at a, at a restaurant serving sushi four nights a week. And I said, fuck it. I am leaving. And I launched a, a wellness line. So I, my last day of my job was May 31st. June 1st, I had launched, and Kirsten was there. I had launched a uh, what, what we called Woken Well, which was our wellness line. And, um, you know, in the end it ended up shifting and that's not really where I'm at anymore, but it was, I was, I was very clear on that at that time. This is something that I wanted to see through. And so I had a pre-launch party with all of inviting all of like the loyal Afro yogis from day one that I, that I just really wanted to be a part of that moment with me. And we made a thousand dollars in sales with maybe 20 to 30 people in attendance the day after I quit my job. Are y'all hearing me? Okay. Um, that was a moment of affirmation for me that I had made the right decision, that the universe appreciated my trust in it, my trust in my vision. And I was, I'm not going to say rewarded, but that, that my, my vision and my, my move to follow my dream was affirmed in that moment. And that gave me a lot of gusto, if you will, to continue on the path and to say, hey, I'm going to do my vision by any means necessary because I know I have the abilities. I know I have the skills. I know I have the passion. I'm willing to learn it if I don't know how to do it. I'm willing to lean into other people or pay for services to learn the skills I need to learn so that I can make this happen by any means necessary. Follow that vision. Okay. Um, Kirsten says, one of my favorite quotes is I can be a victim or adventurer. And I choose to be an adventurer in search of my own treasure. That's it. Don't, don't ever, the biggest mistake that you can make, I think in this life is thinking that, that it's out of your control. Okay. You have agency in shaping your future. And somehow the beliefs that you have, the decisions that you've made have led to 
where you are in life right now. And just like that, new beliefs and new decisions can put you in a different place in life. Love that freaking book. I'm trying to tell you. Um, community is so important in supporting your dream. I absolutely agree. Mel says, when you when you want something, the universe conspires to make it work for you. That is one of the quotes in this book. Man. And on the back, it says, to realize one's destiny is a person's only obligation. I mean, make it plain, right? <laughs> we talked about making it plain earlier. It don't get more plain than that. To realize one's destiny is a person's only obligation. Get clear on your vision and know that your vision, parts of your vision will shift and change and that's fine. Stay tuned in so you can continue to, to have the roadmap and know where you're headed. Nicole, get clear that some of those beliefs are not yours. Don't be a belief thief. Ooh, Nicole's still coming with the, with the Nicole-isms and the Carter effect even even on the quarantine couch, okay? Don't be a belief thief. Understand, you know, this is something that Light Color Energy Healing, my teachers who are, my spiritual teacher who's in here, Annette, always talks about discernment. Understand what is yours and what is not. And do not take on what is other people's, right? Don't take somebody else's paintbrush. Don't take somebody else's paint. Work, work with what you have, okay? Work with what you got. Um, thank you for your positivity and advice. Of course, like pulling weeds from a garden of your mind and spirit. Girl, you, you said it. Yeah. The belief thief is a word. Woo. I read the alchemist because of you. Excellent read. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Last year we tried to start a little book club. I fell through about four months through. I'm sorry, y'all. My bad. Um, you know, my vision be changing with the quickness, <laughs> But I have an ultimate clarity, but the steps along the way, sometimes like, oh, let me, let me try to take this turn and see if that'll get me there too. So sometimes I get off-roaded and that'll happen, right? You'll get distracted. So, and I, and I, and I know Nicole is probably laughing right now. Um, the author of Big Magic is Elizabeth Gilbert, and that speaks a lot to creativity and inspiration and ideas. I haven't read the whole book. But um, people say wonderful things about it. And from what I read, it, I did really enjoy it. Nicole, I know you're laughing right now because Nicole witnesses behind the scenes. Oh, I have an idea. Next day is like full website implementation. Like I've already done it. And then I got to go back and be like, oh, you know what? I don't really think that all the way through. So basically what that looks like is I have I, I know where I want to get to. Right. But then all these um different things start to get interesting. So imagine that you're on the road, right? You're heading to your destination and you see a whole party happening off the freeway. You like, ooh, they kicking it. I'm trying to see what's going on over there. Distractions. So I pull over, I pull up to the party, I'm kicking it, hey, you know, with the people. And I've lost sight of, of where I was going for the moment, right? So now I'm like, oh shit, what the hell was I doing? Okay, let me get back on this freeway and get the hell to the damn where I'm going. So distractions can come in a multitude of forms. You know, sometimes it's again, like we said, what other people are doing, right. That are distracting us. Sometimes it's, oh shit. Um, the Chipotle billboard is up there. Let me go grab something to eat. You know, when you know you got food at the destination. So, um, sometimes, you know, we just get distracted along the way. And again, remember that it's okay for that to happen. And that those um, experiences inform you in what you do or don't want. 
So it's all part of the journey, right? Don't be hard on yourself if you're like, damn, you know, I'm, I don't even know where my GPS destination is right now. That's okay. You can find it. Cassandra was good. Um, it's okay. You can find your way again, right? You can tune back in because you're like Nicole says, your vision is yours. Your vision is yours. Nobody can take that away from you. So you may have gotten diverted, but when you tune back in, you're going to, you're going to be able to see that vision again. Once you, once you let go of the, once you clear out the noise and the distractions, the journey is not linear. Yes. I keep learning this. It so is not. So I launched, um, so I had clarity. Okay. I want to start this wellness line. It's going to be amazing. We got these dope ass shirts. It's going to sell out all this stuff. And then, <laughs> so I was going all full vision, right? Got clarity, made an, made amazing sales the very first day of our launch. And then it was like, oh, shit. Now what? How do I keep this up? So, um, you know, over time, I realized that having a wellness line was a lot more than I thought that it would be. And so I ended up um, pulling out of that and, and shifting into other offerings that I feel are now more in alignment, like the mentorship program. Mel's been in our mentorship program um, and many others. We've graduated 15 women. Today is the opening day for the new group of 10 women uh, worldwide. So I started to shift and get more clear about what I really wanted to do, right? So the I'm not going to call it necessarily a failure, but it kind of was. I, I lost money. I still got merchandise in the damn closet. Okay, y'all. And um, I ain't out here selling nobody's t-shirt right now. Um, so, you know, that informed me okay, this is not necessarily the route I wanted to go. It was it was on the path to where I wanted to be, right? Empowering women of color, you know, generating funds for my business and so forth. But it was, um, it was a route that I wanted to take to see where it would lead. And then I ended up realizing, you know what, this kind of feels more like a distraction versus a, a direct path to get to where I'm going. So I, I shifted and I adjusted. And now that's not a bigger, as big of a part of our business, if, if at any part of our business now. So it informed me and it gave me more clarity. Clarity sometimes comes after experience. Just move towards your ideas. Yes. Is it too late to join the mentorship? Um, you'll need to apply like today. If you want to get in on the mentorship program, um, go ahead and do it today. We, we can talk in the DMs um, after this call. Y'all, it's 15 seconds remaining. Um, I'm going to hop back on for a couple more minutes just to close it out. And five, four. <laughs> hey, Alexa. Okay, so we're getting cut off. I'm coming back on. Okay, okay, okay. All right, y'all, come on back in here. This has been a really good conversation. Um, okay, there y'all are. Hey, hey. So part two of Decolonize Your Teaching podcast series, talking about clarity. Okay. Hey, JB, was good? We've been talking about clarity all morning. It's been a vibe. Okay, come on back in here, y'all. All right. So, um, Nicole, keep me honest and tell me what I was just talking about. See, this is why I need Nicole. Cause I'd be like, huh? Um, so yeah, I guess we're just kind of sort of wrapping up, wrapping up our thoughts around clarity. 
Um, so just let's kind of go uh, recap. How do we apply for the mentorship program? So um, you would go to, let me see if the, the, the link should be live. So the Decolonize Your Teaching Mentorship Program is a six-week program that I do with my mentees, uh, women of color that are in the wellness industry from all around the world. And we go through six weeks of modules, group calls. Um, so another thing that can stifle creativity is going to be when we are allowing other people to decide for us how we run our lives. So this could be the influence of a parent, of a loved one, of a partner, etc. We want to get clear on our vision. And I think sometimes maybe even communicate if you feel it necessary. Sometimes it's like, well, I don't care if you don't like it, right? But we may want to, if we're in a relationship with a partner who maybe doesn't see our vision, maybe it might be important to explain to this person, yo, you know, this is something I feel deeply within me and something that I know is going to make me happy doing this, or, you know, I need to do this for my soul. And if if somebody around you is not willing to support you as you're going on your soul's journey, I hate to break it to you, but but that might not be the person to have you in, in your corner in your life. Um, you want people who are going to support you, who want to see your happiness, who want to see you thrive, and who want to see you follow your soul, your soul and your spirit's um, calling, right? Like, we're all here to do that. Let me, let me live. Um, so those things can stifle creativity and some of the ways are to just, you know, tunnel vision and focus. Be resolute about your, um, what you want to get done. So having a very strong mindset around what you want to do and being resolute is going to help you accomplish your goals. Um, and yeah, I mean, those are some of the main things around clarity. Okay. What it, what it is, why it's important. Some of the ways that we can sharpen our ability to get clarity. Um, so before we hop off, cause I feel like, I feel like we did it. Let me know if you guys have questions, comments, or if anybody wants to jump on the live with me and talk through, um, a thought, a question, an idea, let me know, let a play in Velvet Torchid, what's good? Welcome. Are you requesting to be on here? I'm seeing that you requested. Just I just want to confirm because you just hopped in, so I want to make sure um, that, yes, indeed, you are asking to be live. So let me know, Velvet Torchid, if you're trying to. Okay, let's get it. Let's get it. Live workshop vibes. Hello. Well, first, just tell me your name and um. Sorry, someone was calling me, so I never heard that. No worries. What's your name, love? Um, my name is Adama. Adama, nice to oh, meet you. I, yeah, I'm Adama. Hey. Nice I have been loving your lives, um, and I'm so happy to now know that like they're on a podcast. I don't know how I never knew that. Yes. I've been following your practice. Amazing. I, I really got. You're breaking up a little bit, yeah. love. Oh, is it is it better now? Yes, it's better now. You yes. were saying something about um, um, the last thing I heard was just that you've been following the podcast and so on. Mm -hmm. Yes, so I'm just so excited to be on because I think this came at the perfect time, like decolonizing your teaching in order for clarity. Because I literally 
have just been thinking about like getting on top of doing passion projects that I've been holding back on. Yeah. And now with this quarantine, like everybody slowed down. So it's finally given me time to yes. like, contact the people I think I need to contact, like go through on things. Good. And I have three passion projects. Okay, let's hear I it. Think um, yeah, the first one was actually so funny because I think it, every, a lot more people are doing it now. Yeah. It's like creating resource hubs. Yeah. Because like, yeah, because like of the quarantine situation, but I had always been thinking of like, how do we create resource hubs? Yes. And how do we actually know how to like mobilize the community? Yes. In decolonial ways. Like I'm very much on the radical left. Like yes. I can identify as like, <laughs> those political parties because they have a lot of mess and a lot of history that mm-hmm. is like inherently anti-black and like built on colonial paradigms yeah. and structures yes so i'm like how do i do the work i want to do mm. outside of what people think you can only do political work in mm-hmm. so i want to make i want to make like a resource hub where it's community focused community based yes and it actually can make people understand that they're not alone and they need to like put money into like businesses and communities that aren't just these corporate businesses and are actually going to care about them as customers and are going to care about like if they got to like like there's like this really cool like grocery place in my city and it's like those people care if Mm. you're like coming in those people care i feel like they even do a system where you can have tabs like maybe wow you as a single mother couldn't afford all your groceries (laughs) you can put it on a tab they say it uh ottawa for president (laughs) i love it i love it like jump on my lives because I'm barely live. I'm oh, nice. Really hey, really what city so, are you in, by the way? I'm actually in, um, again, talk about decolonial. Um, I'm in like Turtle Island, so like right above you, so Canada. Okay. But not really Canada. You know nice. I mean? Okay. Yeah. That's what's so up. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in the city that is colonially known as Edmonton, mm. but the, like, an indigenous name for the area in Cree is called Amiskwichi Waskahikon, mm. like, it means Beaver Hills House. Love but it. obviously, there are a lot more indigenous people who have, like, who had existed on this land mm-hmm. before us colonized, like, yes. not us colonized, right. Them. <laughs> right. We came here within and then perpetuating the settler colonial project, but I am not going to identify as a colonizer. No, ma'am. Not today, not any day. Not today. <laughs> I'm, out here, I'm out here identifying as someone who's going to be perpetuating a decolonial project. Yes. You know? Yes. And so what know, I'm hearing that, is that you have, you have, a, you're very clear on the systems that you don't want to perpetuate and you're also yeah. very clear on what you want to do to um deconstruct that's right so that level of clarity is giving you ideas on well what can i create right what can yes. i do what can i provide that will support my vision right and is like how am I going to build systems to like yes. have it sustainable yes. and to like have those visions and my I have a lot of passion. Yes. So those passions like reach it's like manifestation. Mm. That's what I like. That's mm-hmm. what I'm, on. I'm like, how do I actually manifest 
all my dreams yes and like all the ways I want to like actually work in community and have like community be at the center and like community to like help make sure this like drives through yes like, I, I don't identify with like that individualist culture yes like I'm about to hustle for me and yes me alone. right so build me right I want to like I want to build me, but build me because I can't exist if my community isn't doing well too. You got it. You, know? you got it. Like, cause then I'm gonna fall through this capitalist, this capitalist agenda. I am disposable. Too. Yes. But when I'm in community, that's right, girl. Community isn't going to dispose of me. Nope. And I think a lot of like young black oh, I love entrepreneurs this. don't know that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really sad. Like if you're not building it from community and if community doesn't know, other people outside my community, they're not gonna, they're, they're already showing that, like, first off, they're intimidated. Mm-hmm. So then they're not gonna want to help to make sure this, like, reaches its manifestation. Yes. I'm, you know, if, if anybody knows anything about Afro yoga, they know that we thrive off two main principles, community and collaboration. And that's always yes. been the platform. And so what happens when you do that is that people, um, or when, when you have clarity on that, right? Like you're clear that you don't want to do it alone. You want to do it in community. We support one another. We know scientifically, um, from research studies that, that black women need support groups and circles to be successful and to thrive. We have to have that because we're so isolated one off, right? So being able to come together to collaborate, to share space, to support each other, to um, skill share, right? All of that type of stuff is going to build everybody up. So we have to move away from the scarcity model and mindset and lean into the abundance mindset of there's more than enough for everyone. This is an abundant world because we're both yoga teachers. Let's collaborate and offer something together, right? So one thing that we have an online studio um, opening up April 15th. And what I decided is instead of at first, I was like, well, maybe I'll do it alone. And then I was like, you know what? No, I am going to exclusively offer all of my mentees from the, the Colonize Your Teaching program the opportunity to teach in the online studio. And the response has been so beautiful. And so now I feel even more proud of putting it out there because I know that I'm supporting a community of women Right. And that now together as a collective, we offer even more value to our community. It's just it's expansive. You know, when we do things together, it, it, it's, it's expansive and it supports everyone and everybody wins in the, in the process. Yes. Okay. So my two other ideas. Yes. Because this is this is really I feel like what I need to like anchor as like what drives like whatever I'm going to be doing. Yes. Like, the second one is I want to create a closed space group that's, like, going to be healing for Black femmes specifically. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's that's where it comes from, that scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I 100% am here for solidarity and, like, for learning and knowing how to, like, support other people and other communities I might not be a part of. But I think one thing is realizing if we have an abundant mindset, like, um, abundant mindset is that, like, sometimes things need to be specific. Because I think that a lot of yes. times, in my view, Black friends get left behind yes. and are seen as disposable. Yes. 100%. Or not seen at all. Exactly. 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 Um, so 
I want to have a space for them specifically. Yes, so yeah, important. I, I am. I am. Like, you know, you know, you know, boo-boo. Yeah, period. That's my motto all day, every day. So, yes. You know I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. And then I want to speak to that really quick because there goes additional clarity. You are very clear on who you're wanting to serve. And what happens with that is, is that when you're very clear on that, we talked about clarity earlier, right? The definition of that, the, the ability to be seen and heard easily. The people who it's for will see you and hear you easily. Because they, you know what I'm saying? Because they know this is for me. You've made it clear. So now if I'm that person, I'm clear that this is for me. So I just want to highlight that because this is another piece of that clarity. And when you when you niche down, you know, um, and you get specific, like you said, that specificity is about clarity, right? Yes. So go and on. I think that's what I worry about sometimes because, like, I do a lot of bigger community work, mm-hmm. and I like worry that like there might not be enough in my city, mm-hmm. like the kind of the kind of group I want or the space I want. Because like I live in a city that is basically situated in what you would think of as like the Canadian Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's very yeah. Our province is like eighty four, eighty five percent white. Wow, okay. Yeah, and like but like in a way that if I get if I do this, I'm like worried about it could become too controversial. So it could be intimidating for the people who would want who would I who I would want to access, especially the younger people because again, if you're looking at like who I would be serving, it would usually be younger black friends. Yeah. Right? Mhm. It would usually because we're like cuz the wave of like black people is like like it's very varied that like a lot of them that came through like um who were like black who were like um came from the united states like in waves after like um after like what they say is like emancipation even though hmm, i would argue otherwise um a lot of them waved and came to where i'm from but then through like obviously decades of like decades and decades of white supremacy a Mm. lot of them like left my city so then that it's that history that gets lost. And then there was waves of, like, Caribbean black people that mm. came. And then, like, now there's waves of, like, what I'm a part of. Like, my family came here as refugees. Like, so waves of, of Africans coming, right? Mm-hmm. So then all these different varied black people whose connection to blackness is so varied. So I'm worried that, like, if there's this, like, controversy around it, who would feel safe accessing that space? Yeah. So I want to... be able to see themselves? Because I want all of them to see themselves. Because all of them have just as much stake and right to right. blackness and yes. feeling affirmed, and that they can be in a space. But I don't want it to be so intimidating if I'm outright like fuck white supremacy. No, I, 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 um, yeah, I hear you, and I think you're in a unique position. And so mm-hmm. for me, I would lean in because again, you're very clear on who you want to address. It doesn't matter who fucking shows up. If five people show up that fit your demographic and they all get something out of what you do, you succeeded, right? And so you don't know the power of who shows up in that room, right? You don't know who, maybe they bring their families. Maybe they, you know how many classes I've had of people who bring their mothers, their grandmothers, their daughters, their whoever. 
So I think lean into, because that's what makes you unique and that's what can set you apart in your city. No one is doing what you're doing in your city, it sounds like. So be that person, right? I, I always say, I'm a big trailblazer type of person. I don't care if it's never been done, I'm gonna go out and do it. And so I think you have a unique opportunity to do that. The second piece that I think is incredibly beautiful and unique is that you're able to bring black femmes from various different cultures together to show them that we're all the same, that we're all experiencing the same shit because that black Caribbean woman is experiencing the same looks and this and that, that the African-American woman, et cetera, and so on. So I think if anything, one of the things that you could do to open it up a little bit more, because I know you say your demographic for black femmes may be small, is to maybe consider women of color in general. Because we have found, at least for me, I have found that women of color, even though, yes, we know that like our Hispanic counterparts don't experience the same things that we do and so on. And, you know, our Asian counterparts don't experience the same. So we all have a little bit of different experiences that are related to our specific culture as women of color. But there is a common thread of that we're all struggling to find space and to be seen and heard in the system. So sometimes um, that is what. I feel like that's what's more going on in my city. Mm. Like that's the kind of level. Because, like, again, it's like in, if you're so, if your cities are so isolated mm-hmm. and then fragmented, that's the only kind of way. that, and, and that's what I'm looking back at. Like, there's been so much work to support women of color in general. And mm. I'm so grateful. Because, mm. like, that helped to break down, like, but at times, that's why I want to do that Black Femme one. Because mm. at times I found that, like, the anti-Blackness in these spaces mm. weren't being addressed. Got you. And the kind of notion of, like, okay, cool, but are we realizing who, like, how you're perpetuating white supremacy? Yes. Who you're allowing yes. to be disposed of. So who I think then... Yeah. So in that case, then I think you have an even deeper opportunity to leverage your position, which is very unique and and um, and sort of stands alone. You do that. I don't want to call it isolation. I, I think that you're just being specific about your demographic. So, um, you know, you say, OK, hey, oh, no. Hey, y'all. Come on in. Um, so, yes, come on. So, um, you know, you, you set up that group for black femmes and then through, through your work with them and your understanding, you're better informed, right? You know, you know more about what the challenges, what the struggles are. And then you can go into these organizations with that, with that understanding, with that knowledge and say, this is what my people in the community are saying, you know, this is how you come through and then collaborate and say, Hey, we need to work together because our group is getting left behind. And so now you not only become a leader for black femmes and become, you know, the stronghold of that community in your, where you live, but then you also through that experience position yourself as an expert to collaborate with other people because you know what's happening on the ground. And so now you've just added a whole new opportunity to generate income, whether you're consulting, right. Or whether you're collaborating with these other organizations to create offerings for for a greater piece of the community and bringing people together. So I always say that sometimes segregation is necessary for integration. And so we wouldn't have to segregate and create our own movements if everything was already integrated and diverse. That's why I always debunk 
when people say, oh, this is divisive. No, it's really not. I had to create this because it didn't exactly. It was, it didn't exist. It's healing. We need it. So now um, with that information, with that community built, now we're saying, okay, let's see how we can collaborate and, and then really create diversity. And that takes time, right? We want to make sure we do that diligently and take our time so that our communities are safe and ready for that exposure. But you said it, you literally said it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think you're in a unique place and I would lean all the way in. Yes. Okay. Okay. Last one. Yes. Last one. I learned, oh, this is so good. This was so good. I needed this. I'm telling you when I clicked on this in the morning and you were like, you were like, you, you, you knew, you knew why you are on this live stream. I was like, <laughs> me. I'm like, I do know why. Yes. Come on. Yes. Okay. The last one is um I think I don't know if my friend's still here. Mm -hmm. She joined. Miriam. Hey Bree. If you're here, like send it send through a message if you're still here. Um one of my friends mm -hmm. is like in a different city. And I think this is that time for um that that notion of like if we are all online now how are we mobilizing and capitalizing on that unique position yeah that sometimes that now people are able finally even though it's not happening at an equitable rate some more people than not are being able to be given the privilege because it is a privilege to work at home yeah it is. and i just want everyone here who's listening i'm sure everyone here who's listening um hopefully knows that mm -hmm. um to create a BIPOC reading space like a reading group like mm. you were talking about having a book club I want this to be an online book club and this is when you were talking about that time of like I want to do things that are very niche and specific to my communities mm -hmm. and then I want to do things where I know the power in collaboration yes yes community and collaboration that's it exactly mm -hmm. and I think that like especially someone who has the kind of intersections I do, I have to do both. Like, I can't not do niche things because then I uniquely know how I've been left out of some. Yes. You know? Yes. You know? Yes. But then I also know the power in collaborating in those spaces. So and now I like what you mentioned about how having that niche thing can be a way to mobilize and talk in those bigger spaces and be like, this is why we had to make that niche thing because these are the unique ways we were being disposed of. Right. These are the, these are the ways we can have that power. Yes. That like, that like power to push back in through collaboration. Yes. So and the, the, the thing to, I'll add to that really, really quick is just that you're, it's not just an opinion anymore. Right. You yeah. you've done the work yeah. on the ground and you've heard these people tell you themselves yes. what it is. So you're not just out here with an opinion. You're you're yes. you're tapped in. Right. And so um, that's huge because that gives you a pulse on what the people are feeling. And that's what you move forward with. So I just wanted to add yes. that little piece. Oh, no, I needed that. I needed that because sometimes people will gaslight you and be like, yes, this is yes. just you. Yes, this is just you. Yes. If I have in community this much, and we know through science, we are we are then informed by our environment. Yep. I wouldn't say this if I wasn't informed by my environment. And you know the beauty of that as well, and something that I always talk about, especially in the DYT program, is leverage, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And so now you've held 30 community meetings over, who knows, six months, a year, whatever. You've been doing this work for a while. It takes time. 
So now that's leverage for you to say, I have been in the community. I've held 30 community group classes. I've led, co-led, you know, wellness workshops. I've had this reading online club. And then all of that becomes a resume now, right? For how you say I'm creditable. I'm an expert in this, or I, you know, I'm an, an, a, a, a rising expert in this field. Hire me, pay me, et cetera, et cetera. Tell me, tell me. That's another thing that Pro I tip. want to address. That's another thing I want to address and why I want the spaces I, I want to make to be, if I'm even charging, a pay what you can because I know these are the communities that need to be giving. Oh, yes, money. absolutely. So I do a lot of donation-based work. I'm saying when you move into but consulting, when spending your money at period that's when i'm gonna be like hey you, you're talking and you're trying to use us as talking pieces but now i have the evidence that your money is not where your mouth is period oops, oops. yes oops. and it, insert automa here you feel me so yeah so yeah. yes because this is exactly what happened to me is that the more that you do the work, the work will spread and the word about you will spread in your city. And now you're not even, I can't even tell you, like I rarely pitch anything. Opportunities fall in my inbox nonstop from when I, when I first started, maybe two months after, you know, health and human services hit me up about doing a, a demonstration for black infant health department, so on and so forth. So many opportunities will come out of the woodwork. So you'll just be like, what? And all because you did niche and you made yourself very specific and very important. And you made yourself, like you said, um, um, indisposable. You said it. You said it. You, really you made yourself indisposable by being the voice of your community in such a unique way that now you've become an, that now you become, I don't want to say an authority, but an expert in that area. Now people are, when they think of, you know, the voice of black femmes in your city, they think of you and that's how you want to position. Well, I yes, yes. Like, but I they see you as the voice of the group. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. you, you have to, you end up being the one that carries the torch. So you're not leaving anybody behind. You yes. just you're bringing everybody with. Yes, and I think that's what we need to redefine what leadership looks like. Come leadership on, isn't something where you do it just for yourself. Come on, I'm not a leader in any way if I do not have other people. If you don't I bring your people me. with you, period. You already period. know. You already know. Period. And I think I think that's what I maybe was misunderstanding at first, but you're right. That is what yes and that's what real leadership in our communities look like yeah so sometimes you, know? you alone has to walk through the door but then you're you're opening it and saying yo i just opened the door yo. everybody slide through 
So sometimes, yes, it will be a it will be a solo move in a way. But what you're really doing is providing opportunities for people to come through after you. So just know and and be able to distinguish that and don't get caught up in, you know, it's not just you. It's never just you. It's just that you are the you are you are leading the pack. And that's all that is. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's that's another thing I needed to hear because that's like what I'm afraid of because that's the kind of leader, like the opposite is the kind of leadership that is glorified. You know, leadership where like, I, you know, I'm going to board meetings. Right. Right. Like, so then I can be tokenized and said, oh yeah, I'm I'm a leader for my community. Right. But then I don't trust you if you're the only one showing up constantly, but only you. And I'm looking like, yeah, or, you know, what needs to happen in that board meeting is, yes, maybe I'm the only one here. Maybe I'm the only one consistently showing up, but y'all going to put some money behind this project I'm working on. Right. Or y'all are going to give me donations or funding to put together this project that will impact my community, even if I'm the only one in this boardroom. Right. So if we have to extract the resources from the spaces that we're in and bring them back to our community, fine. No problem. Right. So, um, yeah, I just want to just wanted to distinguish and put that out there. So let's keep going with the online um, book club thing you talk about. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Like, so that's that's just the one thing. Like, I want to know what does it look like, especially during this time to like reach out and understand that, like, we need spaces where we learn and we prioritize BIPOC literacy mm. and BIPOC like words. So I don't want it just to be books. I want it to be articles. I want it to mm. be poetry. I want it to be a space where why how are you really decolonizing if you're not decolonizing what you read, if you're not decolonizing what you consume? Because then you might say you want to do decolonial work, but how much of it is you not even contesting internalized yes. understanding? Oof. Sis. Because I'm like telling you, it shows. It shows. It shows. If you say you want to decolonize, but you keep perpetuating paradigms that are inherently colonial, it's because you're not reading or not. Because again, not just reading, because I want podcast. You're not consuming yes. things that are decolonial. Yes. Because you cannot be decolonial. Come on with it. Because then it shows, it shows. All these people who keep slipping up, doing mistakes, I'm like, I wonder why. Are you decolonizing internally? Mm-hmm. Are you pulling out all the ways you've had to internalize mm-hmm. colonial understanding mm-hmm. of yourself mm-hmm. and how you understand and interact with other people? And that's why I think it needs to be at the center mm-hmm. of, like, I think, I think what I'm thinking is, like, all these other things feed into each other. They do. They absolutely do. They do. And so it's just a starting one place and and what and where you where you want to start is what's the lowest hanging fruit yes okay what's the lowest hanging fruit what is the most accessible and makes the most sense for this time because we have to consider that right now right um so you know just starting with i'm such a huge proponent of starting with what you have and where you are Mm -hmm. period you have clarity on who you want to serve Yep. That's the most important thing. We talked about this, the destination, right? You're clear, your GPS. Once you know where you're going, it doesn't matter if you're walking. It doesn't matter if you're riding a bike. It doesn't matter if you're in a car. 
It doesn't matter if somebody else is giving you a ride. It doesn't matter if you're taking a bus. It doesn't matter if you're taking a flight. You know where you're going. And it, and that is the most important thing and the thing that people struggle with the most. And the reason why people don't have success is because they do not have clarity. So when you have that level of clarity, you know exactly what it is you want to accomplish. Then you just start to figure out what's the lowest hanging fruit. What do I need to do now to start to build this? So three years ago, December 2017, I wrote a list of 10 things I wanted to accomplish in three years. Okay. And I wrote those things down sequentially. This is a pro tip of which offer, which thing would build into the next thing. So like the first two things on my list to give you an example is build trust in the community. Um, and how do I do that? I need to show up, offer donation based classes, um, you know, show up, show up for community and be super down for my community, build that trust. Then I want to get invited to, you know, then I want to host, uh, workshops or something. And then I want to get invited to speak at other people's stuff. And then I want to so on and so on. So you see the build, right. And it'll, it's, it's going to be different for, for, for everybody in terms of, but just try to get a, an idea or a sense of how you think that your steps should naturally progress to hit all of your goals over the course of time. So give yourself, you know, a, a year, two years, three years, five years. What do you want to see transpire over that course of time? And then just start attacking it one by one, right? And yep. you will learn more. You will gain more understanding. You will know what your community needs. You will understand intuitively and inspirationally what shift needs to happen and when. So when you're locked in here, mm-hmm. you're going to get, you're going to get the directions, right? You're going to yeah. get the directions. So you just need to sit down and figure out what are the directions for what I need to do right now and, and start there. And everything is going to unfold because we know that we have the clarity. We know where we're going. So right now we're just starting the car, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the first step. We just need to start the car. We just need to turn on the car. We need to warm up the car. What we listening to on the way, you know what I'm saying? Let's get this <laughs> GPS in. And then the first step is to just put it into drive. Yes. And let's go. And yes, wow. you're, you're going to have stop signs. You're going to have moments where you need to pause. You're going to have green lights. You're going to have red lights. Okay, let me turn right here. Right? And so it's so indicative. It's, it's so parallel to that journey. And, you know, just, just be with, just be with the journey. Don't be so caught up in getting to the, to the, to where you're going that you miss, sorry, someone was calling me too, that you miss looking at the trees and taking a full pause and letting people walk across the street, be in, be involved in that process and see what you can notice on the way that informs your journey. You hear me? This is. conversations I've had. Wow. How are you feeling? Oh, thank you, Randy. Um, Randy, one of my um, one of my friends. Thank you, Randy, too, for being a part of this conversation. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I was like so worried about like the manifestation, but that analogy of like the car and stopping and taking view, I think that's what I need to hear. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I can get 
way, way, way too sucked into, am I at my destination yet? Am mm-hmm. I at my destination yet? You know the movie, Are We There Yet? Yes. Oh, my mind. My mind is, are we there yet? Yes. Why aren't we there yet? Yes. That I'm not also allowing myself to, like, take in the trees. Yes. Pause. Especially Throw the I'm windows down. Let, yeah. some, let some air in. Let some air in. <laughs> Breathe some new air. Wave to the people walking across the street. Do you hear me? Yes, and then pause and allow that to inform my destination. That is, is, I think, what manifestation should look like. Yes, because what happens, right? When you get to when you when you get to the place, right, and 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 that that place when you get to that, it's just like adding a new destination when you're in your lift, right, right. Like okay, now you know it's gonna it's gonna you're gonna continue to to grow forward. So it's never like you just get to get to that destination and you're done. Sorry, um, but what I was what I was wanting to say is that um, sometimes when we're not paying attention and we're too worried about getting there and we're, we're speeding through the lights, right. <laughs> And we get to we get to the place, and then when we think about the journey, we can't remember anything about it. Oh, tell me, yes. Right? I don't know. Yes. I don't even know what. I don't even remember what free, what freeway did I take to get here? Hold on, because you're not present, right? And so yes. we we want to be present. So when we get to our destination, we can look back and say, "Man, um, the the car only took five minutes to warm up this morning. Nor- normally, it took ten. You know, or like it was so great to see my neighbor walking down the street when I when I um you know when I went through that first stop sign. Or mm-hmm. you know, I never noticed how beautiful the trees are changing. We're we're changing seasons now. That was so cool to see from the freeway side, right? So being able to remember pieces of that journey. So when we arrive, we have all of those pieces of information still to inform wherever we're going next. So it's, 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 it's all of that. And I just, I totally feel spirit speaking through me. So I'm putting it out there that it's not just, it's not just me, you know, and I won't take full credit because I know that there's inspiration flowing right now. And so I know that it's this message and what I'm saying is not just for you. It's probably for people on this call. It's people who are going to listen to this podcast. And, um, we're, we're all rushing, trying to get somewhere and not actually enjoying anything about the journey. And so I think that yes. we, we need to notice in that moment when we're moving from haste, right? We just started the we just started the car up. So my boyfriend's car, it takes like 10, 15 minutes to warm up. And my ass, I'd be trying to get in there, turn it on, be like, all right, five, seven minutes, we good. And then what happens is as I pull off, I feel the engine like, ooh, 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 you know? And I'm yeah. like, oh shit. And then the car didn't shut down on me, uh, you know, a couple of blocks down the street. Then the car turned off. I'm like, fuck, he's gonna kill me. And so, but anytime he, uh, he don't never have that problem because he has the patience and he takes his time to warm up the car. So what I say about what I, what I mean to say is that in those moments, in that moment where I'm noticing myself be in haste, right? I like, I'm turning the car on. I can't wait to leave. I'm like, okay, I want to get to where I'm going. It's in that moment that we need to recognize that energy and shift it. Oh, tell me. Wow. Shift it with the shift, shift it with a deep breath. Okay, let me take a deep breath. And instead of being focused on where I'm trying to get to, let me just notice what what I can about this moment. Let me do a moment to check in. How am I feeling right now? What can I notice about my surroundings and my environment? You know, what's different about today? Or, you know, 
and so on. So it, it, it's really important. And this is where the growth happens, right? This is where we evolve, where we can change the way we behave in situations where we would have behaved differently to then shift that and start to create a new pattern and a new habit. That's change. That's evolution. That's growth right there. But to recognize it in the moment and say, ooh, I'm feeling this hasty energy. It's time to hit the pause button. Mm-hmm. Let's chill. Let's take a breath. Let's go outside. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's come back with calm, collected, cool energy and continue the work. That is so true. Especially that notion of understanding. You can step outside of the car mm-hmm. and come back in. Exactly. Exactly. Let the car warm up and go outside. Yeah. You know, um, go stand outside and just chill in the sun while the car's warming up. Lean up against the car. Shit, I don't know. Listen to the car. Yes. Yes. Listen to the car. What is the Listen. engine telling you? Do you hear the car sputtering? Yep. Yep. Does the car need to get a little Does it need to go to the shop? To be consulted? Right. Someone else in to help? Come on yeah. with it. Come yeah. on with it. Is it time to have an expert check on your engine? And when we and we yeah. pay for the oil change, right? Mm-hmm. We pay for the tires change, right? Mm-hmm. And what does that do? It ensures that our vehicle is safe and ready to get us to the destination. So that we feel se- that. so that we feel secure and safe riding. Because that's the reality of when you're when you're when you when you're purchasing these services, right? When you're coming into a mentorship program, when you're hiring someone for a one-on-one consult, whatever, what you're really wanting is a sense of security, a peace of mind, right? That I don't have to stress or worry about this anymore because now I know how to do it, right? I don't have to worry or stress about my car being able to get there because I got new spark plugs, bitch. I'm good, right? So it's it's those things. And so what we do and what we have done as, as, as Black women, as women of color is we've just kept going with the raggedy ass car. Yeah. And so we wondering yes. why we breaking down on the side of the road and can't get to the damn destination. We haven't invested in our vehicle, which is us. Oh my gosh, tell me. But you know another thing too? Sometimes it's because hey, do Dev. we have experts <laughs> Do we have experts around us? Do we have people who know how to help us fix our car? That's another big thing that I'm talking about with that resource hub. Like, do we know mm-hmm. where? Do we know where the shop is? Right. Do we know. But I think that's the other thing about being present. Do we even have enough time? Because we're mm. sometimes people this analogy of like you literally need that car to get where you need to go. Period. To live. Period. So, do we even have that time to be present to listen to our car? To listen to our car, to even watch those people take care of our car and learn that we need to be taking care of our car too. And this, okay. I watched him change my oil. Now I know how to do it. Now I can do it myself. Or now I can teach other people how to do the oil change. Hello, hello. Now I can teach other people how to do the oil change too. I'm telling you, and this speaks so deeply for me to wellness, for example, and the practice of wellness. Let me wash my car. Shit, let me have a car wash, right? And or let's all just come out here together and wash our cars. Let's get together, let's breathe together, let's take care of ourselves, let's take care of our vehicle, right? Don't be using your vehicle as trash. Everybody knows some somebody who anytime you get in their car, you stepping on hella trash every time you step into the car. Some somehow that's a reflection, right? Yes. yes. Of something about you. 
So take pride in yourself and taking care of you because your vehicle, that's your most important asset. When we ain't got a car, we can't get to nowhere. We can't do nothing. Period. We got to take care of we. And so your car will shut down sometimes because it's trying to tell you some shit. Yes. Right? It's time to take care of me. Oh, you didn't do the proper maintenance. Guess what? I don't work now. Now you can't do shit. This is when we get sick. This is when we get depressed. This is when um, whatever it is that that puts us in a strong halt. Pause. You got to take care of a disease, an illness, right? Et cetera, et cetera. It's time to, to turn your attention inwards and take care of me. So if we can do that regular maintenance, we're not going to have those big problems, right? We're not going to have the car crashing. We know we go get our oil change over here. So if this is your business coach or whoever, okay, cool. I go chat chat with her once uh, every couple months, get my little tune up, get on the road. I do my maintenance in the meantime. She taught me the things to do in the meantime for maintenance. Good. And then when I need that extra boost or tune up, I can go back. And so having the resources, like you said, knowing where to go, looking for the individuals who can provide that service and then being willing to pay them and invest in them and invest in yourself. Because like you said, it's that ecosystem, it's that community that we're lifting each other up when we spend money in our own communities. We're raising, we're raising the morale in our culture, right? And um, everybody wins. Back to everybody wins, right? Yes, the power of the collective, Shauna says. So I feel like this could even be looked at or seen in like notions of what it is to because another thing I'm really passionate about is like um deconstructing ableism Mm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. when you're deconstructing ableism it comes to a place of understanding everyone's car no matter what that car looks like deserves to be taken care of come on and it's deconstructing that if why are you if you're if your neighbor over there, if you see that their car isn't moving, if you see that their car needs help, why are you so comfortable being able to get in your car, drive away, and not even care to say, I, I noticed. Yes. I noticed that car wasn't taken care of. I yes. noticed no one's checked in on that car. Yes. Now. Why do I feel comfortable moving on with my life and not even going in and checking in on other yes. people? Yes. And the privilege and there the, is. The vulnerable people. Yes. The vulnerable people who never get their cars, cars checked off. Girl. Who never get the who never mm. even get the money to put their gas in mm. why don't we care mm. i love that and i and i think of like the privilege being me knowing how to fix your car because my some so-and-so taught me right yes. or um me having a better car um because my dad or my family handed it down to me right or having yes. um having um the spark plugs in the trunk having the jack and the spare tire in the trunk, right? Yeah. These are these are our priv- privileges that then we can share with others. So when somebody's car is broken down, we can say, hey, I got some spark plugs in the trunk. Let me help you out, right? That's yeah. me using the things that I already have access to to assist somebody who does not have access to them. And so I love, I love what you just said about that. I think that that's so important. And everybody's car is different. And I want to also yeah. say this. Somebody may have a, a five series BMW, you know, goals over here. And then somebody may have a, you know, a little old 90 Honda Civic, but guess what? They're both getting to that destination. Period. So long as they're taking care of the car. Right. So it doesn't matter. Yes, 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 yes. A community of people and they themselves being committed to doing so. But yes. yeah, you know, it doesn't matter 
what your car looks like or what path you take to get there. The point is in, a, is, is in getting where you need to go. Right. So, um, I say that just to say that it doesn't matter if you have a hundred thousand followers, it doesn't matter if you have a thousand followers, you still trying to get to where you need to go. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have your own individual car and you know, don't, you don't feel less than in your nineties Honda civic than somebody who's got the 2020 BMW. It doesn't matter. It, the, the, the point of the car is, is for you to be able to, to travel. That's what the car is for, is to get you from one place to another place. So the, everything else is is, sem- is um, um, semantics, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, I love it. I just love, because I'm feeling like this, this kind of analogy of movement, of, like, how you get to movement could be really utilized in, like, anti-oppression workshops to talk about and understand that, first off, we all have the right to get to our destination. Yes. Come and on. We could then use that to like break down what does it look like? Like you were talking about, what does it look like if you don't have a collective? What does it look like if you got it handed down? Like I'm really thinking like movement in itself is something that like everyone well like movement being like movement conceptualizing outside of just moving. Yes. Oh, I'm really thinking it could be an expansive, just abstract notion. I love it. Everybody technically has a relationship to movement. Yes. Like, be it like movement of time. Yes. Movement of physical. It doesn't have to always be physical. And this is what I think is so beautiful about this conversation because it gives room for all those people who exist outside of like those like ableist connotations of movement mm. can only look one way. Mm. And that's the biggest thing. You know, my passion, my passion is. What does it look like for the people who are not even heard in these conversations? Yes. And I love how you mentioned that earlier. It really is that. It really is that. Like, I don't know how, like, Bell Hooks, Collective Liberation. Liberation, or even that, uh, why am I forgetting who said this? But, like, I am not free unless everyone's free. I think it was um, either, I think it might have been Audre Lorde. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this conversation, I feel like had that energy. Mm-hmm. It really did. It mm-hmm. really did. Yes, I'm so glad you hopped on, boo. This was really powerful. Um, Very powerful. So the the beauty about it is that it's all recorded and it'll be available on the Afro Yoga podcast. So um, this was some good stuff. Um, Yeah, I thank you. I am grateful for you. I think that you will do, I know you will do amazing work. Um, I encourage you, always supporting from a distance. Keep me up to date on what you're up to. Um, you know, you, I think you were talking about your mentorship thing. Yes. So yes. So the first day starts today. So if you're wanting to get in the program, you got to apply today. Um, so our first call begins on Saturday. Um, so yes, within the next few days, essentially the application needs to get in. It's a six week program. So every week we go through a module and the monthly podcast for this month, will go through a bit of each one. So you'll get extra juice from that, but it's a community of women of color worldwide who are in the wellness industry. So it's bringing us together. It's helping us sort through, basically I'm giving you my formula and what I've done to build my platform in, in five modules and five steps of, you know, creating uh, and building community with the intention to have impact and income, but income not being the primary goal per se. It's, it's really more lead. 
leading with the passion because we know that money is going to follow the passion always. Um, so long as that passion is rooted in sincerity, right? Um, so I'm teaching you guys everything I know about what I've done to get to this point and how I have had so much success in really just two and a half years, which has been remarkable what we've been able to do in such a short time. So, um, yeah, I encourage you to apply if you're interested, if you want the direct link, you can DM me or you can look it up on the website, afroyoga.org. It would be an honor to have you. I would, I think your energy is amazing. Um, and I just, I'm excited for what you're going to create and for the people who are going to get to benefit from what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Really, thank mm -hmm. you. So um, this is like a taste of like, saying, oh, no, no, I was going to say. I was going to say, I was going to say like, you were saying the things I want to leave with saying like truly, honestly, this was just a beautiful, like when we, you talk about that, I think this was that stoplight I needed to sit and be present for mm -hmm. on my journey. I think this really was that I needed to sit, I needed to join, I needed to request, talk about this and be present. Yeah. Truly was so beautiful for me. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful. So you basically got a free one-on-one -on -one consult. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is a taste of like what a consultation would look like in terms of just if you want to work with me and sort through ideas and thoughts um, and get feedback and strategies on how to, you know, build community, how to market your offerings, how you can leverage your offerings, um, what a path might look like for you. Uh, branding strategies as well, Instagram strategies, all those things, because this is one piece, but then how do you market and promote all of that, right? Which is a whole other piece. So um, all of that is is stuff that we can go through in a one-on-one -on -one consult. You guys can book any of that with me, afroyoga.org forward slash academy. There are already resources there for you. Love you. Yes, but there's also... Absolutely. You can support it. Because we need to build I wealth in our communities. Helpful. Yes. We do. Thank you. We do. We cannot even get to a place of decolonizing if none of us can eat. Yes. If none of us have the have what you talked about. If none of us have the time to actually even put in to drive our vehicles. Yes. So the mentorship program is really about decolonization from the economic perspective. And how do we operate outside of traditional systems like working in a yoga studio, for example, and create our own? Yes. Because there's people out there who think that teaching for a studio is the only way to be a yoga teacher. There's so many other ways to bring your offering exactly. to the world. And that's what the program really offers is for you to open your mind to the possibilities and expand, expand opportunities by just being curious about what can happen when you operate outside of traditional systems and then provides you a framework this. and a strategy to be able to do that and do it authentically and do it, um, you know, from a place of, of, of empowering others. So it's a, it's something I'm really proud of. It's my pride and joy of Afro yoga, to be honest. It's my favorite thing that we have. And, um, yeah, round three now. So it's, it's amazing. Then I will definitely be in contact. For I sure. This. Yes. I'm Thank so you. glad we got to touch base. Um, again, beautiful work you're doing. Keep at it. Um, and yeah, let's connect and see how we can further, you know, work together. Mm -hmm.
Okay, love. Yes. Yeah. I said it, but I'm saying Adama. <laughs> yes, beautiful. Your your light, your 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 passion is so evident and it's beautiful to see. Keep lean into it, but be patient with yourself and have grace. Thank you. You are you, welcome. You as well. You as well. Yes, I, I say that and try to take my own advice. <laughs> well, like that's what wisdom is. Wisdom mm. is knowing that. As you teach, you are also going to be taught. To teach is to that learn is- twice, yes. Exactly. Oh, period. Yes, and Shauna, we have our one-on-one call on Friday. Yes, she booked a consult with me earlier this week. I'm excited to get on a call with you, Shauna. So now you can kind of see what a taste of it was. So, yes, Adama, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys can catch the lives uh, back um, on replay for 24 hours. Otherwise, I will post them on the podcast, and it should be available in the next few hours for you guys. So much love, much peace, much blessings, and abundance to all of you. All right, boo. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait. Bye, everybody who popped in. Bye, friends. Bye, y'all. I know you were messaging. Yes, come through. Check us out. Afro Yoga by Angie. Come follow us. All right. Bye, love. See you guys next week.